Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Blind Living Radio. I'm Harley Thomas, your host of Blind Living Radio, and I want to first say, Happy Father's Day. It's one of the best holidays, I think, of the year. At least as a dad, I think it's one of the best holidays. It's great to watch your children grow up and watch them become young adults. Those of you with the younger children, first they crawl, then they spit up, then they crawl a little more, then they start walking and running around, then they're in their terrible twos. And then they start, next thing you know, they want $50 to go to some carnival, right? That's kind of what happens. Without you. Without you. They want to go alone. That's the thing. They want to go without you. Or you drive to the store and they go, I want to stay in the car. And they slouch down. I can't let any of my friends see that I'm with you, Dad. Sometimes, Mom, it's okay. Dad, eh. And then there's always the father-daughter dance at whatever it is, graduation, at a wedding. So those are all special times, I think, for parents. There's the mother-son dance. But we're talking about fathers because it's Father's Day. And we've had a guest on the show in the past, Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey is a federal sales director with IB Supply, travels the country with his guide dog, Mr. Phelps. It's Mr. Phelps. It's not Phelps. It's Mr. Phelps. And Mr. Phelps, I believe, next week is going to visit his 47th state. Dan Bailey, who is our visitor, has been written up in the New York Times for a Thanksgiving story a few years ago. And Dan is an incredible father. We'll talk to Dan. We'll find out about all his kids. He has natural-born children. He has adopted children. Dan is blind and lost his sight later in life. We'll have him tell us about that. He's got some children with special needs. And he is a marvelous and very amazing man. So, without further ado, let's get Dan on the phone. Good afternoon, this is Dan. Hi, Dan. It's Harley Thomas at Blind Living Radio. How are you? <laughs> hey, Harley. I'm doing well. How are you today? I am wonderful. If I was any better, I'd probably be in jail or headed to jail. <laughs> Not in jail. Jail wouldn't be fun. I'd be headed to jail. It's beautiful and sunny. It sounds like you're on the road, Dan. I am, I am. I'm in the car, headed home from the airport here in Atlanta. Just got in from a trip to Boston. You and Mr. Phelps, I was telling our audience as we got into this, that uh, Mr. Phelps is going to be visiting his 47th state. Uh, you are absolutely correct. In two weeks, we'll be having a meeting with the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Regional Office in Newark, New Jersey, which will be his 47th state. <laughs> and Dan, you know what I forgot to say? Happy Father's Day, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Happy Father's Day to you, too. Well, thank you. And because we're fathers, we thought you and I should chat. And unfortunately, we don't see each other that often, Dan. We talk on the phone from time to time. We email more than anything, right? That is true. And we see each other live and in person maybe four or five times a year. That and, is true. And... 
I would like to let our audience know a little bit about Dan Bailey. You've been on the show before. Maybe you can recap real quickly a little bit about your personal life, your eyesight, and kind of how you lost that. And then we'll get into kind of about, let's talk about the kids then, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. Well, when I was seven, I was realizing that if I'm at the back of the classroom, I couldn't really see the front of the classroom. Couldn't see what the teacher was writing on the chalkboard and such. And being in a tiny little town up in New Hampshire, they really weren't quite sure what was going on. And then a couple of years later, my little sister started exhibiting signs of visual impairment. So the summer of 75, uh, mom and dad took us to the specialists in Boston. And they conducted three days worth of eye examinations, eye x-rays, brain scans and such. And at that time, uh, summer of 75, they diagnosed us with juvenile macular degeneration. So my sight simply means my central sight was gone and getting worse, degenerating. Right. And then over the years, it, it plateaued pretty well once I got into my uh, young adult life. Of course, by then I didn't have sufficient sight to drive. And, of course, reading was out, so I used, back then, textbooks were on cassette tape. I'm showing my age. Twelve years ago, we moved down to Atlanta, down here to Atlanta. And you moved with your lovely bride, who you've had the pleasure of being married to for 30-some-odd years, I believe. Yeah, yeah, this October we'll be married 33 years. Oh, what a brave woman, 33 years. Brave woman. We have three adult children. My wife and I have three adult children. Uh, Autumn is 31, Jordan is 29, Morgan is 27. And by the summer of 05, we were about to be empty nesters. We were uh, talking about what the second half of our lives might look like. And as we looked around and considered how to help others, we were confronted with the orphan problem in East Asia. Uh, right. In China, orphans are considered bad luck, uh, and sadly, everybody knows you're an orphan because the, your last name is the name of the orphanage. And then, of course, disabilities, they believe that disabilities are uh, judgment from God. And so orphans with disabilities in China are in pretty bad shape. And so June of '06, we found ourselves in Wuhan, China, adopting a little three-year-old girl with a heart condition, and one turned into two, has turned into eight. So, Dan, what are all the kids' names from China? Okay, well, I'll start from youngest to oldest. Our little seven-year-old son, uh, his name is Duncan. He has dwarfism. Mm -hmm. uh, just recently had major back surgery, and he's absolutely doing wonderful. Our eight-year-old daughter is Avalon Faith. She, we uh, rescued from Vietnam, uh, Bac Ninh Orphanage in Vietnam, and she was simply terribly malnourished. We have another eight-year-old daughter named Aniston Hope, and she also has a heart condition, what is called Tetralogy of Fallot, but she's after surgery. She's now doing wonderful. Ten years old is Devereaux Lee. Devereaux is our son, and he has... Uh, limb difference, and so uh, he will be fitted with a prosthetic limb uh, in about six more weeks, 
And, oh, my goodness, I guarantee you, once he gets a properly fitted uh, prosthetic... He'll be hard uh, to keep up with. He's going to be hard to keep up with, absolutely. Uh, Our 10-year-old daughter, Avery Peace, Avery Peace, she also has dwarfism. Uh, Alexandra Haven, she prefers to be called Alexa. Uh, She is 13, and she also has dwarfism. Aspen Grace, Aspen Grace was our first adopted daughter. She's the one with what uh, is called ASD, atrial septic defect of the heart, but she's in good shape. She's doing well. And then Anya, Anya Love, she is our 18-year-old daughter. Hers is the hardest story. She was sold into slavery, and she has many physical disabilities, one of which is brain damage, and she will never exceed a a sixth-grade education, sixth-grade capacity, uh, mental capacity. But you'd think, you'd think someone in her situation would be very angry, and yet we aptly named her Love, Anya Love. And, of course, we named her before we adopted her. So you didn't know the whole story yet? The sweetest, no, no. That's part of the stepping forward in faith because China's files uh, on each child are very thin, um, and basically you go on <laughs> you go on faith, and uh, and then you get the full story once you get them get them home. Anyway, I mean, what an adventure! If you had told me ten years ago what my life would look like today. Uh, I just, I just wouldn't have imagined. What are some uh, of the biggest parenting tips, Dan, that you and your wife have kind of lived by over the last, you know, almost three decades of raising children? Well, it's true. You're right. It has been. Oh my goodness! When you say You're it like pro. that, I get You're a pro. Shiver. <laughs> new fathers <laughs> probably want to know, right? There are all these new fathers, and they have children that are one or three, and they're like. What do I have to look for? You've done it once and you're doing it again. So you have a lot lot of experience. What kind of wisdom could you share with other parents? Well, it starts with a unified front between mom and dad. Even though Angela and I do not see eye to eye on how to raise children, we communicate, of course, being married 33 years, that's the number one issue to a good relationship is open communication. Uh, try to see things from the other person's point of view. Repeat back to them what you think you heard them say, and then come to an agreement as you move forward. And so as long as we provide a united front to the children, and the objective being to make sure they feel loved and safe and wanted. So every day, of course, I travel quite a bit uh, for industries for the blind. But when I'm home, and of course, when I'm not home, Angela's home. And so that's our objective, to make them feel loved and safe and wanted. Wanted is important, Dan. It's an important part of oh, any child. Oh, absolutely, yes. One thing I've never done is is done adoption. How hard is adoption? How hard was... Now, now, now understand... We didn't set out to adopt all these children. I know you started out to adopt a child. It's it's kind of comical because when we were in Guangzhou, China, adopting our first daughter, June of 06, 
we ran into another couple who were there adopting their second child, and I whispered in my wife's ear, I said, sweetheart, that will never be us. <laughs> and so, Happy Father's Day, Dan. <laughs> so to answer your question, yes, it's a, it's a terrible amount of, of work, a lot of paperwork, which I'm so fortunate that Angela does all that paperwork for the adoptions. And of course, it's, a, it's expensive. It, the adoption process is anywhere, at least for China, is anywhere from twenty-five dollars to $30,000 per child. These last two adoptions, we adopted two children each trip, but of course they don't provide a adopt one get one free program. There's no, there's no bogo. <laughs> Sadly, no. no. Uh, but I got to tell you, oh my goodness, I what what an amazing. Uh, we thought we were rescuing these precious children and i got to tell you harley they have they have rescued us we thought we knew what our lives were about 10 years ago and now our lives are just so much fuller and so much more meaningful and uh and each of these children oh my goodness if i i wish i could make a video and just you know take 10 minutes with each child so that i could introduce them to you because that would be great. they are amazing you know, Dan, I think your work with IBSupply.com and IB Milwaukee is also life-changing for Americans with disabilities. You spend a lot of time talking about that. You're on the road a lot. You're sort of a – you are the road warrior. And you and Mr. Phillips travel all over the country – and you do it partially, you know, there's a little financial gain, but you also, I think, feel it's your mission to spread the good word that people with disabilities can do all sorts of things that other people may not think they can do. That is absolutely true, especially nowadays, Father's Day 2016. Oh, my goodness. What are you going uh, to do on so... Father's Day, Dan? <laughs> well, it's just in a day or so. You know, my precious wife has got lots of good plans, lots of good food, and just to spend the day with my family since I travel so much. Oh, my goodness. I'm just looking forward to every minute of uh, of Sunday with them. I think every weekend you're home and you enjoy the kids, though. Is anything special for Father's Day different? Do you get to pick the dinner? Do the kids go fetch your slippers? <laughs> That's probably Phelps's I do, job. I do. I get to choose. So, so twice a year, I get to choose what <laughs> what I eat. Uh, Father's Day and uh, my birthday. Uh-huh. I'm I'm a big waffles guy. So, so for brunch, I love waffles. Oh my goodness! I have to remember that uh, next time I travel <laughs> with you. <laughs> and then for dinner, I don't know. I, I I very little. I don't like but seafood. She's going to prepare seafood for me this uh, this Father's Day. So. Oh, Shrimps and scallops and broccoli. We all love broccoli, so it's all good. The whole family likes broccoli? That's unusual. You know what? We do. I know. Isn't that's that unusual. amazing? They, that's uh, that's an interesting part of with the it's funny, I tease I tease Angela because we, we we rescued the children from East Asia, we bring them home and make them American citizens, and the vast majority of what we feed them is Mexican. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's very funny. And you've told food goes a long way with with all those mouths. Angela's able to make fajitas and tacos and uh, lots of Mexican food, so it goes a long way. It fills us up on a 
on a slim budget. <laughs> Dan, you also shared a story once. One of the younger girls, you were doing a takeout order, and you were calling in. I think it was a Chinese restaurant, and the person on the phone <laughs> didn't speak English. Didn't you put one of the kids on? And the and and if I remember correctly, this was one of your daughters that was new to the U.S. and was still learning English, right? Here's, here's here's how it goes. Christmas Day 2010, we got Anya Love home. She's now 18. Back then she was 12. And the first few days at home, she seemed she seemed anxious, and she kept saying, "Meg Wan Chi, Meg Wan Chi." And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know very little Mandarin, but we just couldn't figure out what it was she was saying. So I thought, hmm, this was back before uh, Google Translate came right. out. And so I thought, well, you know what? We, we order Chinese food quite a bit. So I called the Chinese restaurant and I said, I'm so sorry. This is so unorthodox. We're not placing an order. But I wonder if you could speak to our daughter who we just adopted from China. And so she said, sure, sure. And so she, I put her on with Anya, and Anya and she spoke, and they went back and forth and had quite a conversation. So I got on the phone, and I said, what, what does she need? What does she need? It seems so urgent and important. And so the lady from the uh, Chinese restaurant said, oh, it means I want to go out. <laughs> uh, I want to go out. <laughs> Dan, that was a great lead-in to an out being it's time for a break. Why don't we take a quick break here from our sponsors. Mr. Dan Bailey from IB Milwaukee and IB Supply is on the phone with us. I'm Harley Thomas in the HP studio. You are listening to Blind Living Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio is supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Creating employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired from coast to coast. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. Supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Learn more at IBMILW.com. Welcome back to Blind Living Air Radio, everybody. My name is Harley Thomas. I'm on the phone with Mr. Dan Bailey. Dan, how are you? Hey, Harley. I'm doing great. How are you? We're just having a little Father's Day fun, a couple dads sitting around having a fireside chat. We might be a thousand miles apart, but through technology, it's like we're sitting right next to each other. Uh, very cool. Isn't that nice? So, Dan, one of the questions I want to ask you is, you and I are different in that I'm not a grandfather yet, but you are. How, <laughs> no, uh, is, how is that to be a grandfather? How is that? Is it a lot of fun to be a grandfather? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's the way they say it, right? Being a grandfather, you, you should want to start as a grandfather uh, because at the end of the day, you can give them back. You can give them back and say, I go home now. <laughs> I'm going That's home. Great. Here they are. Good luck. You can rile them up and get them all sugared up and then send them back home. You know, and I, I do think that sort of brings back to when you were a new father, right, and being a a new father and having children and all that you do. Dan, do you have any words of advice for new fathers? It's never going to be easy, and you'll never get it 100% right either. Oh, you are – that is so good, Harley, because – uh, if you go into 
fatherhood, you know, marriage and fatherhood with unrealistic expectations. You know what? There's a lot to be said for just staying in the moment. Take it one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't put pressure on yourself for future expectations. It's so true to just stay in the moment. Be patient. You know, I guarantee you within a few minutes, the crying will uh, stop, you know, whatever it is you're going through. And, and the reward, oh my goodness, the benefit as they get older, you know, oh my goodness, I had this amazing conversation with Avalon, my little eight-year-old. We were doing some study and she came up with the most amazing questions. So it is so worth it. And I think that's the fun part about raising kids and they learn things. And And when I travel, I always try to get back in touch with the kids. I text the kids. What are some things that you do? And, and plus, you're leaving the country sometimes, Dan, to adopt other children. How do you keep in touch with the people back at home and all the kids at home? What are some tech tips you have for fathers that might travel? Because it's hard when you travel. You're away from your family. It is true. It is true. The, the line of work I'm in requires me to be on the road almost every week. And so my time away, I need to be very conscientious of calling them and Fortunately, with uh, technology nowadays, I can text with them. Thank goodness for Skype. When Angela was in China last April, April of uh, 2015, you know, I was uh, introducing myself to our new sons via Skype. And I'm just amazed. Technology is so amazing. And of course, with my iPhone, not to put a plug in here for Apple, but just love all the Apple products that have voiceover built in. I use and, FaceTime uh, on my Apple phone. I haven't tried FaceTime from here to China, but Skype works very, very well. Yep. It's very cool. And, you know, travel, you travel every week almost. And for you to get around, you have Mr. Phelps, who is an amazing travel companion. Oh, he is uh, He is truly a godsend, absolutely. He, Phelps is nine. He just turned nine in April. Uh, he and I have been together seven years. He's flown over 700 flights to just almost 47 states. That'll be in two weeks. Dan, did, do, do you think our listeners know Mr. Phelps is a dog? Because we call him Mr. Phelps. <laughs> He's your travel companion, Mr. Phelps. And he doesn't get his own seat in first class. He curls up under the seat in front of you. And he just sits there and he lays down and he probably goes to sleep, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. If not every flight, almost every flight, he'll just uh, just curl up. Absolutely, just lays down. I mean, that's what he's. They've trained him for is right. for travel, so he just takes it takes it in stride. TSA. I do want to mention them. Harley, if I may, yeah. that one of the big focus that my wife have part of our objective in adopting these precious children uh, from what is called the special needs list. Uh, in China is to instill in them their self-worth, their value. The fact that they have a disability really means very little to who they are, who, what their self-image should be. Uh, each and every one of these eight precious children have a disability. And so uh, it's been a thrill leading them, uh, you know, just because I'm blind, what well, you know, I mean, yes, there are a couple of things. Uh, you're not going to find me driving, although now I understand Google and Apple have a, a self-driving car here in the next few years. But 
with technology nowadays and a guide dog and, you know, there should be nothing holding them back. And so be respectful of themselves and others and uh, this whole idea of diversity and treat others the way you want to be treated. And Dan, one last thing I'd like to talk about is a little bit more about travel with you and you and your guide dog Phelps is it never ceases to amaze me. And I've, I've traveled with you and somehow Phelps always finds your bag on the carriage on the claim carousel. How on earth does Phelps know that that bag is yours? It's absolutely true. They didn't teach us this at the guide dog school. So I thought, well, how am I going to have him find my bag? Uh, you know, the flight is over and now we need to retrieve my bag. And I saw at that time, I watched her an old rerun of, uh, as good as it gets, the movie, as good as it gets. And the guy is trying to get the dog to like him. So he puts bacon in his pockets. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to put his food in the outside pocket of the suitcase and see if that'll do it. And sure enough, he lights on that suitcase every time. He's got a vested interest in finding it. That is a tip for our whole listening audience. Bacon (laughs) in your luggage. And Dan, I hear the music, which isn't out, but I have to ask. I know something they did not teach Phelps at the guide dog school. Find Starbucks. (laughs) But somehow you have taught him that. I don't know how, but you've taught him to find Starbucks. (laughs) I have, and I'm not sure if it recognizes the Starbucks symbol or if he just smells coffee, because I do end up in a different coffee shop every once in a while. Oh, well, you know, he is a dog, Dan. That is true. Our time has come to an end, but I want to thank you. This was a great discussion about Father's Day, being a father, watching kids grow up, learning a lot about adoption. So this has been a multifaceted show. I've enjoyed it very much, sir. Thank you so much, Harley. Really appreciate our time together. Happy Father's Day, Dan. Happy Father's Day, Harley. Thank you, Dan. And we have Dan Bailey on the phone from Atlanta. He is with IB Supply. He is a federal director of sales. I'm Harley Thomas in the HP studio. You've been listening to Blind Living Radio. Happy Father's Day, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Blind Living Radio is proud to be supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. To learn more about Industries for the Blind, go to IBMILW.com and find out how you can directly help support the blind community. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP Ink and Toner Cartridges, precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. This is Dan Bailey with IBSupply.com. For more information regarding adoption or the guide dog program, email me at dan.bailey at ibsupply.com or call me directly at 703-731-4588. I wish everyone a happy Father's Day. 